Episode 24 of the Project Me podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them and how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm back home in Madrid now after spending a few days for the first time at our new house in Ibiza. Back in episode 13, I shared the story of my dream vision and manifesting this house in Ibiza. We bought it during lockdown. It became ours in October of 2020, and it's taken us until July 2021 to go and stay there for the first time. I woke up super early on our first morning there. Normally, my husband is always up way before me, but this time I snuck out of bed quietly and I had a little peek out of our new bedroom window. We're up on a hill with sea views facing east, so when I pulled back that curtain, there it was, my first Ibiza sunrise from our new house. I went out onto the terrace so I could take it in properly, and I just kind of lost track of time. I was listening to the birds and soaking up the sweet solitude of the morning, Eventually, my husband did get up, and with no food in the house and mountains of boxes to unpack, we went to find a place to have breakfast. So there's this set of stairs from our road that leads straight down to the local town, and we headed down these stairs, and we were walking hand in hand, just chatting, and suddenly, we just found ourselves at the seafront in no time. I was like, oh my goodness, there's the Mediterranean. It was just this beautiful blue sea that sprawled out in front of me, and it was just, it sounds weird, but it was a total surprise to me, as I honestly had not realized it was possible to walk from our new house to the beach so quickly. It was under 10 minutes. (laughs) Because of this little staircase, I mean, I was just absolutely blown away. I have felt so incredibly landlocked for such a long time. I've been craving nature, craving the sea, like longing for it. And suddenly the reality of it all just hit me and I just burst into tears. I mean, I was sobbing so hard into Luca's arms that anybody passing would have thought my heart was breaking when in fact my heart was bursting with grace. We are going to be living back and forth between Madrid and Ibiza for a while, and it's under an hour to get there. And I'm really looking forward to going back soon and showing our boys their new home when they fly over from the UK and Belgium. We're going to spend all of August there and a little bit of the last weeks of July as well. So in the last episode, I didn't quite finish my story because the conclusion really deserved its own part two episode. I'd intended to record it the following week, But then I realized there are so many layers to this, things that just won't make as much sense if I didn't first share about another modality that led me to another. 
But those journals are still packed up in boxes in the new house in Ibiza. There was just so much unpacking to do with kitchen and bedding and other essentials that we just had to get out of boxes. So I completely ran out of time to try to find my journals. So I am not going to wait any longer. I'm just going to jump in, finish up this story as I do have the journal with the main conclusion in it. And I'm just realizing that the other things are just going to be kind of woven into future episodes. So I'm just going to kind of skip past the other stuff now. So if you haven't heard the last episode, You'll want to listen to that one first so that this conclusion actually makes sense. Here we go, episode 24. And now, I finally knew where this lifelong terror of the gynecologist and childbirth came from. I'd seen myself as a Native American Indian in a teepee, giving birth, stick between my teeth, my legs held open by a tree branch, and then the heartbreaking agony of losing my baby. For a while after that transformational breathwork retreat, I actually hoped I'd overcome my fear of the gynecologist. Maybe knowing I'd experienced this in a previous lifetime was the healing I needed. I knew I needed to book in for a gynecological appointment because my IUD birth control coil was expired, and I'd been putting off having it taken out because it was always traumatic. I'd bawled like a baby and nearly passed out the last time I went, and that was with my husband there holding my hand. In hindsight, why would someone as terrified at pelvic appointments use an IUD as their choice of birth control? It's, it's crazy when I think about it now. Well, this time, I'd be taking it out for good. I was now 52 and in the menopause and not needing birth control anymore. But... I never did book in for that appointment because then COVID showed up and I was in London lockdown for most of 2020. It wasn't until November of 2020, when I was doing my Project Me Life Wheel check-in for that month, that I got to my health pedal and I realized I really needed to get this done before we moved to Madrid. It was going to be far better to do it in English and at my local GP than to try to get this done somewhere in Spanish. So... I just couldn't seem to get myself to dial the number to even make the damn appointment. So I realized the transformational breathwork session hadn't eradicated that fear. It had definitely unlocked new levels of consciousness in me, and I'm going to be sharing where that led me in other episodes, but it just really clearly had not made me feel any easier about this appointment. I decided to reach out to one of my amazing Project WE members, Zandra Spencer. Zandra is an EFT tapping practitioner who's run wonderful workshops, these tapping workshops for our members, and members have had one-on-one sessions with her, and everyone's told me how great she is, and one of my best friends has had a session with her, and I, I, I know she's amazing, but I don't know why, for some reason, up until then, I just hadn't thought about like speaking to her about this kind of stuff. I mean, she can help you with all manner of limiting beliefs and fears and phobias, but she happens to specialize in healing birth trauma. Her handle on Instagram is even Birth Stories Revisited. She is all about tapping into traumatic births and healing them. But could she heal my past life birth experience? I asked her, and she was up for it. In our Zoom session, she led me through tapping on that traumatic experience I'd had at the age of 14, having my first pelvic exam when I had no idea what was going on. I tapped on all the emotions I'd felt back then. My confusion, the violation, my aloneness, my shame. Then we went on to visit other gynecological appointments throughout my life, 
the mean, impatient nurse who'd exasperatedly told me if I didn't hold my knees open, she couldn't do her job. The embarrassment, the shame, more appointments like that, all the way up until the last time I had my coil changed. The nausea, the tears, the embarrassment, and the shame all over again. And then she used matrix re-imprinting, which helps to visualize a new story and to reprogram. And we went back to these scenes, and this time I was with my 14-year-old younger self. I was holding her hand. I was assuring her. I was explaining what was going on. I was empowering her. And then we went through and did the same with my other bad experiences. And each time I showed my younger self compassion and I assured her she was not alone and that she was okay and that it was completely normal how she was feeling. And then I got flashes from the Indian teepee. And it was like my soul was inviting in that experience for healing too. I told Zandra what I was seeing, but we'd already been going for like an hour and a half, I think. And we agreed to meet again the following day for a part two session. This time, I'm going to read straight from my journal. It's from November 26, 2020, and I'm laughing because it was Thanksgiving. Interesting to note that it was actually Thanksgiving Day that I was revisiting the Indian teepee. And I have to add that there was another scene in an Indian teepee that happened during a different modality that I'm going to speak about in a different episode. So this like Indian teepee keeps coming up. So looking at my journal here, I went back to the teepee where the young girl was giving birth, and I comforted her. I put a cold flannel on her face. I held her hand. I told her I had a scary first birth too, because I was so afraid, and they had to also put my feet up. But the second time around, I had a beautiful birth. I told her about how I relaxed, and I went to my special place, and I breathed, and I imagined opening up like a flower, and it was so beautiful. And this calmed and reassured her. She trusted me. The other women then allowed the branch to be put down. And I told her, when I did my second birth, I did it on all fours. And once she turned around and got onto all fours, she felt empowered, animalistic. She called out, Toby, to welcome in her son, who was born healthy. And then I saw her older. She wanted to become a doula, supporting other women to have positive births. Everyone wanted her to be with them at their birth. And then I saw her as an elder. And then I recognized her as that elder Indian woman in my session with Catherine. This was the same girl. Her name was Ita. And I realized she is my spirit guide. She's been with me since birth. She was the one who said, you are welcome here. She went on to tell me to have fun and to be in nature. And that the missing sensation I have will be fulfilled once I am truly connected with nature every day. She said, play, be playful. And then I saw myself as a child, swinging so high on a swing, that sensation of nearly going too high but not. And then I saw myself now swinging, and then my future me swinging at a playground, swinging at playgrounds everywhere. It's my thing, it's my signature, it's my tickets to staying young and carefree. And then I saw Grandma Millie swinging, and Grandma Betty. Betty had never been on a swing, and I gently teased her to swing. Then I was bathed in a pink glow, which morphed into cotton candy. I ate it like a child. I lay on it. I felt it inside of me. My womb felt full of pink cotton candy. 
a flash of me at my gynecological appointment with cotton candy coming out of me and laughing with the nurse. I went back to my younger self at different ages and I gave her cotton candy and cherry lifesavers. Edith's final words to me were, surrender, trust, believe. She told me all I ever need to do is tune in and ask. I never have to figure anything out on my own. She said, ahead of my appointment, to open my lower chakras and release tight energies there. Do that by simply lying down, relaxing, breathing, and intending. She will be there with me, as always. Just ask for her support, and she's there. And I heard, ancestral healing. I have cleared. I have cleared my lineage for future females, too. They will never have a difficult birth. They will be born empowered and will go on to do great things for this planet. And then in the background of our session, I could hear Zandra's daughters laughing. And then I heard, because Zandra has helped you and your lineage, her female lineage will be strong and protected too. I extended loving energy to Luca, the boys, my mother, my friends, my community, and then the world. I felt the globe wrapped in pink loving energy. And then it extended out into the universe and the galaxies. <laughs> and then I wrote, so that's all that happened in the session then. Not much. <laughs> so what I didn't write was that Zandra led me into a visualization of imagining my dream appointment to get my coil removed. In my vision, I arrived at this very classy modern place and I waited in this beautiful reception area. It looked like something on Harley Street in London. I had a female doctor who was warm and welcoming and super kind and patient, and she let me listen to music, my favorite kundalini feel-good music, and it was all super easy. It was such a positive visualization, and it felt so real, like so possible. And then, when that second session with Zandra ended, I knew a great healing had just taken place, like beyond my physical body. It was very profound. I felt light and free. I had a good feeling that my fear was gone, and I just thanked Zandra profusely. And then, the next day, I just rang up my GP to make the appointment, only to be told that due to COVID, they weren't doing device removals. They told me I need to go down to the local family planning clinic in Hammersmith. So I Googled it and I could see this was a walk-in center. It also served as the local STD clinic. It definitely was not the fancy high-end experience I'd envisioned in my tapping session. And I just couldn't quite imagine getting the nice patient female dream doctor at this clinic. I did call them. I spoke to someone who just didn't really fill me with a whole lot of confidence. So I decided to look up how much an appointment for a device removal on Harley Street actually cost just to see. And it was over 150 pounds for something that's meant to take a few short minutes. And because it was COVID, I couldn't take public transport. We don't have a car. And I was going to have to take a taxi. And I was like, this is just crazy. Like for something that is going to take a few minutes for me to spend that much money and pay this stupid price for it. So Rather than getting my head into a spin over it, because I really didn't want to go to the STD clinic either, I did what my spirit guide Ita had told me to do during that session, and I asked for her help. I said, Ita, just show me a solution. And then I let go, and I just trusted. And what happened next was incredible. I'm not kidding you here. 100% this is what happened. An advertising booklet popped through my letterbox. 
about local businesses that are open during COVID with little articles about each one. And I opened it up and I saw this photo of a smiling woman. It said her name was Dr. Hala Mafud. She was the owner of a beauty clinic in Fulham called Dr. Hala Aesthetics. And next to her picture was this little bio which said she came from Syria to the UK in 1997 to work as a consultant gynecologist for the NHS. And although she was now clearly running this clinic doing high-end facial and body treatments, I just thought, I've asked for a sign. I've asked for something. Is this my sign? I'm not going to ignore this. So I just felt compelled to send her an email. I briefly explained that I needed to have my IUD removed, not replaced, and that my doctor was not offering the service right now. And is this something she could please do for me? And I got a quick reply and she said, yes, when would you like to come? And I thought, I better ask how much she charges in case it was like Harley Street prices. And she said, nothing. I'm happy to do it for you. Like, no charge. (laughs) And I was like, okay, how about next Tuesday? And we were on. And then I woke up the next Tuesday and it's a whole separate story about what happened the day before and what happened on Tuesday morning. Like, it's too, way, way, way too much for me to drop into the story right now, but it's just like profound timing that what happened to me happened on the same day that I had this appointment. But I felt absolutely fine about the appointment. I had no anxiety, none of the stuff that, none of the way I usually felt um, ahead of doing a gynecological appointment. So when I arrived, it was this nice modern clinic and Dr. Halla was like an angel, just like the warm, welcoming doctor in that vision I'd had with Zandra. She had to look through every cupboard to find a disposable plastic speculum as she doesn't do gynecology anymore. And it was like a small miracle that she actually found one. I asked if I could play my music and she said, of course. And before even a minute played of my favorite Kundalini song, Bliss, I Am the Light of My Soul, she was like, okay, my dear. And there she was dangling this tiny coil. And I was like, what? You got it out already? I hadn't even felt a thing. I wasn't nauseous. It was just incredible. I was utterly amazed at how easy it was when you're not scared and closed up and when you have somebody who's like an angel who is just so kind and lovely. And I knew rationally already from my second birth, from I had him at home using hypnobirthing and my body had opened up like a flower so easily and without pain. So I know that when you are relaxed and when you've got a vision that, you know, it all works, but it's incredible how each of our traumas kind of needs its own separate healings. I I healed the other one by using hypnobirthing, but one doesn't necessarily heal them all. I truly feel now like my birth stories are healed, like past, present, future, like no more of that. Um, I will also add that in March of this year, I was staying in an Airbnb in Fitzrovia in London, and I decided to have a full MOT medical exam before we moved to Spain just to get myself the, the full all clear. And it turned out to be right around the corner from Harley Street. And I had the most wonderful female doctor in this really modern clinic. And when she did my cervical smear test, I didn't even tell her the story about my previous fear. I just got on the table, I opened my legs, she did it in a flash, and I got dressed. And I was like, oh, it's meant to be that quick and easy? Now I was kind of understanding why these nurses in the past were like, why are you clamping your legs up? You're making this so difficult. You know, it just doesn't have to take very long. You're making it worse. You know, I just, uh, my appointments had always been so long and drawn out because they couldn't do it easily because I was just so freaked out. So that is the very happy conclusion to this story. 
with special thanks to Zandra Spencer and to Dr. Hala, and of course, to my spirit guide, Ita. If only I'd applied an emotional healing technique to my fear decades ago. It's crazy how we bury these things inside instead of bravely allowing them to come to the surface where they can be released once and for all. Dear listener, relax your forehead. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and let it out with a sigh. I'm going to ask you some questions and let's just see if my story can help you in any way in your life. Is there anything in your life that could use some healing? Is there a past experience or series of related experiences that could still be affecting you in some way? Are you willing to bring it to the surface where it can be released? What holds you back from doing it? Time, money, trepidation, bringing up something that you don't want to bring up, opening up a can of worms. (laughs) Might that be just a story or an excuse? Imagine what positively might open up for you when you let go of it once and for all. What have you got to lose? What have you got to gain? Thank you for listening to the Project Me podcast. If you live in London, be sure to look up my angel, Dr. Hala in Fulham for her beauty treatments. You can find Zandra Spencer and book in for a one-on-one Zoom tapping session with her at zandraspencer.com. And scroll through the Project Me podcast titles to find my interview with EFT tapping wizard Brad Yates, which includes a tapping session on not feeling good enough and dropping perfection. I am now a qualified soul transformation therapy practitioner. And as of this week, I have also completed my soul plan practitioner training. I'll share about this in an upcoming episode. It's very exciting stuff. As of recording, there are now only seven spaces left for my High Vibe Journey program starting in September. It's an incredible program that teaches you how to raise your vibrational frequency, tap into your intuition, and live with flow and ease, no matter what's going on around you. If you're hearing this in time, head over to myprojectme.com and the High Vibe Journey for full details. I'm going to add a little sold out to the top of the page when those last spots are gone. I have so many more stories to share with you. I need to access my journals, but I do have another one that I hope to get recorded before I head off to Ibiza again. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown.